Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast, episode number 34. Have you ever doubted your ability to change? Maybe you've tried to change in the past and you feel like you failed, or maybe you just don't even want to try because it feels too daunting. Well, in this episode, I'm going to share why change is absolutely possible for you, and I'm going to give you some step-by-step instructions on how to make healthy changes in your life. I've also brought in some of the great minds, some that are still living, some that are from the past, to help bring in some added inspiration and wisdom for us. So I'm excited to get started. Uh, Just a quick reminder to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. I'd also love for you to rate and review it if you get a minute and want to help me out. That's always super, super uh, highly appreciated. And I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast and to work on improving your health. All right, let's go. Hey there, friends. My name's Jenna Waite. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, mother of five, and someone who's passionate about helping others find true health in the midst of diet culture and body objectification. Join me as we take our focus off of weight and body size and put it on to becoming the healthiest possible versions of ourselves so that we can have energy to live our best lives. I am so excited you're here. Now let's dive in. Hello, hello. Thank you for being here today. I'm so excited to jump into this topic of change. I think that everybody just needs a little dose of inspiration at times. And I have to admit, I am a sucker for a good quote. So I decided to do something a little different in this episode. I went and combed through my list of my favorite quotes and pulled out a, quite a few to share with you throughout this episode as we talk about change. And a quick disclaimer, I haven't done an in-depth fact check to verify that these are that the people that I attribute to the quote are the actual people that said it, but I'm just trusting the various sources I've gotten the quotes from, and I'm pretty sure they're all correct. But don't come yelling at me if I've gotten one of those wrong. But I just feel like this topic of change can be really hard for a lot of people. It can often feel overwhelming, discouraging. So I wanted to bring in as much inspiration and help as possible as we talk about this. It's likely that you've heard inspirational quotes about change before. Here are a couple of my favorites. Oprah Winfrey said, we can't become what we need to be by remaining what we are. No matter where we are on our journey with health, every single one of us, I'm sure, could make some improvement in one way or another. For one person, that might be letting go of diet culture and not being so restrictive with their eating. And for another person, it might be cutting down a little bit more on a certain food or types of food that isn't serving their body or their health. So this can look different for everybody, but in order to get to where we want to be, we need to make some changes. We can't remain where we are. Thomas Jefferson said, if you want something you've never had, you must be willing to do something you've never done before. So again, just sitting and staying in our comfort zone isn't going to bring about the changes that we want in our health or our life or whatever we're we're striving to change. We know that change is good and necessary for progression. We could all list a handful of things that we want to change in our lives probably. But here's the problem. Our brains resist change. We like what's comfortable. We like staying in that comfort zone, even if the thing that's comfortable is harming us somehow 
or is something that we really don't want to continue doing. But at the same time, we can look back over the last 5 or 10 or 20 years and see how we have changed in many areas, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. But it's highly unlikely that you have the exact same habits and routines or the same amount of knowledge or the same fears or desires even as you did 10 years ago. So even though change can be difficult and usually comes very slowly, obviously it's 100% possible. And we just need to accept the fact that our brain is going to resist change and it's going to feel uncomfortable at first and that's okay. You don't have to get mad at yourself or let that stop you from changing. And you don't need to be surprised or alarmed when the resistance comes or get discouraged by it. Just recognize that, yep, I have a normal, healthy, functioning human brain and it's resistant to change and I'm going to change anyways. Michael John Bobbick, I believe is how you say his name. He's a digital artist and he said, all progress takes place outside the comfort zone. I, for one, wish this wasn't the case. I really love my comfort zone, and I think it's fine to stay there on occasion, but I also know that the real magic happens when I step outside of that comfort zone and I push myself to change. So is change possible? Absolutely. The truth is our brains are actually being shaped and molded and changed every day, whether we realize it or not. They are designed to change. They resist it, but they're still designed to change. And this is called neuroplasticity. This is the the ability of the brain to form and reorganize synaptic connections. Our brains are made up of an estimated 100 billion neurons, making a total of 100 trillion neural connections. These neural connections are constantly being either strengthened or weakened, or there are new ones being formed all the time and old or unused ones are dying out, dying off. One analogy I really like to use here is that of a walking path or a hiking trail. Think of being in a field of tall grass and you've got one path that's really worn. The grass is matted down and the more people walk down it, the deeper this path gets and the easier it is to walk down. This is going to be the easiest one to travel down, the the path of least resistance. But let's say you want to form a new path in this field and so you start walking another way. Well, at first, as you travel down this new pathway, it's going to be difficult. You're going to have to kind of mat the grass down, and it's going to be harder to make your way through that path. But the more you travel down that new pathway, that new pathway is going to become easier to walk down, and the old one is naturally going to grow in with the grass, and it's going to then become the one that's harder to walk down eventually. Soon your new pathway is going to be easier to get down than your old one. But this takes time and it takes repetition. It doesn't happen automatically. I remember reading the Berenstein Bears books to my kids. They loved those ones. And there was one where the mom was talking about habits. Uh, I think one of the bears was biting their nails or something. And she described it as a wheelbarrow, uh, pushing a wheelbarrow in the same spot. And it kind of forms this rut. And after a while, it's hard to get the wheelbarrow out of the rut because it's become so ingrained and the rut just gets deeper and deeper over time. And this is why habits that you've had for many years are often the hardest to change or to remove because that rut is so deep and those neural pathways are so strong. 
but it doesn't mean it's impossible. There's certainly the chance of creating the new path and sending the wheelbarrow down that path. And then eventually that path becomes deep and the rut has changed. So how do we do that? How do we create one of these new pathways and eventually have it turn into the path of least resistance and the one that just we automatically do? Well, I came up with six steps to making any change. And I want to use the example as we go through these steps of maybe you want to make dinner more often. You want to cook more at home, stop eating out as much. Well, step one is to recognize the need for change without shame or judgment. Before we can change any habit or behavior, we first need to bring it to consciousness. We need to be aware. And when this happens, a lot of times we have the tendency to get mad at ourselves for where we're at or for the habit we've created. And just remember that when judgment enters, curiosity leaves. And curiosity is a much more useful place to come from when we're trying to change a behavior, kind of understand where it came from, why we do it. We all have good reasons for doing what we do, even if they're things that we don't want to do. So try and be compassionate and curious uh, rather than shameful and judgmental in this step. Emily Moroshian She's an award-winning writer, poet, and philosopher. She said, you're not stuck. You're just committed to certain patterns of behavior because they helped you in the past. Now those behaviors have become more harmful than helpful. The reason why you can't move forward is because you keep applying an old formula to a new level in your life. Change the formula to get a different result. So just recognize that those old patterns served their purpose in the past for whatever reason, and you're ready to move on and to commit to new formulas, new changes. Forgive yourself for not knowing better in the past or for just doing what you needed to to get by at the time, and congratulate yourself for being willing to move forward now and implement a change. So in our example of dinner, maybe you realize, yes, we're eating out a lot. I know that's not great for our health. I'm I can see why we did that. I was stressed. I didn't have time. I don't like cooking. You know, there are many reasons why you might have created that habit. And now I am ready for a change. I'm going to try to cook more at home. Step two is learn whatever you need to about the change you want to make. Don't just jump into trying to create a new habit or behavior or routine without being first, well, first of all, being sure that it's something that will support your long-term health and happiness. Thomas Huxley, he's a biologist that lived in the 1800s. He said, zeal without knowledge is fire without light. I'll say that again. Zeal without knowledge is fire without light. You can be excited and motivated and ready to improve your health. But if you follow bad advice, then you could do more harm than good. So please, please get your information from a trustworthy source when you're trying to make a change to your health. Gandhi said, speed is irrelevant if you are going in the wrong direction. Again, make sure you're using your time and your energy on things that are really going to move the needle forward on your mental and emotional and physical health, not on unsustainable diets that will end up harming you in the long run. For our example here, the learning phase might look like you research different meal plan ideas or you find different recipes that you want to make at home. You might ask your friends how their meal, meal planning routine goes. You can go through the meal planning lesson in the Health Through Habits course if you're a part of my program. You're going to gather the information necessary to make the change happen in your life. 
one trick with this one is it's really easy and tempting to stay for a long time in this learning mode step. It feels like progress. It is progress. It's a necessary step. But a lot of us stay here far too long and we feel like we're making the change, but we're not actually taking any action yet. So yes, learn, do your research, do your homework, but don't stay in this learning mode too long. You need to move on to the next step, step number three, which is take action as quickly as possible. Take small steps, if that makes it easier, towards the change you desire. Leonardo da Vinci said, I have been impressed with the urgency of doing. Knowing is not enough. We must apply. Being willing is not enough. We must do. We must take that action, those action steps towards making the change. And don't wait until the time is just right, until everything in your life is perfectly aligned to start preparing meals or creating whatever habit you want to. George Herbert was a Welch poet and priest. He said, do not wait. The time will never be, quote, just right. Start where you stand and work with whatever tools you may have at your command. And better tools will be found as you go along. So even if you feel like you don't have the perfect meal planning system, that's okay. Just start, take a step, try it out, and you can always adjust as you go forward. And a lot of times you're not going to know what adjustments need to be made until you start taking that action. Now, it's common to get overwhelmed during this step. Maybe you're looking ahead at how far you want to go, or you aren't exactly sure you're on the right path, or you're worried that you're not going to be able to keep going. Martin Luther King Jr. said, you don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. Don't worry that you don't know what it's going to look like a month or a year down the road. Again, that will come as you start taking these action steps. And it doesn't matter how far you have to go. Take action, even though it's going to be messy and imperfect. And even though we know that you're going to be reverting back to your old habits and patterns time and again, and it's not going to be just smooth sailing. Steve Maraboli is a motivational speaker and author, and he said, take action. An inch of movement will bring you closer to your goals than a mile of intention. So again, even if it's a very small step, at least that's a step rather than just sitting and wishing and wanting the change. Remember, your brain doesn't like change, so it's going to give you all sorts of thoughts and reasons that you should stop once you begin taking action. And that's why this next step is so important. Step number four is to keep working on your thoughts along the way. To change any behavior, you're going to have to also change the thoughts that go along with that behavior. Paul Meyer said, if you continue to think the way you've always thought, you'll continue to get what you've always got. And most people know this famous quote by Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you can't, either way you're right. When you sit down to make your meal plan, your brain is going to tell you all the reasons why this is dumb and you hate it and you shouldn't be doing this. And when you go to make your meal, you're going to have all these thoughts come up of what I hate cooking and I don't want to do this and it'd be so much easier if we just ordered pizza and all these thoughts that are going to help keep you where you are. If we think back to that hiking trail example, you've got old thought patterns that are very deep as well. And those thought patterns are going to come up as we start implementing these changes. So we've got to come up with new thoughts, new 
more useful thoughts that are going to assist us in the change we're trying to make. And those thoughts are going to have to be repeated and repeated to get those grooves deeper. And eventually those will become our new automatic thoughts. But this doesn't happen through just thinking something once or twice. We've got to work on the thoughts along the way as we're taking the action. Step number five is to be persistent. This is possibly the most challenging step. How many times have you committed to make a change? You've done your research. You started taking action. Maybe you even worked on some of your thoughts. But after the first or second or maybe third setback, you throw in the towel, you call it quits, uh, you throw your hands up in the air and say, see, I knew I couldn't change in this area. I might as well give up. (laughs) Calvin Coolidge said, nothing in the world can take place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Not sure what that word means. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. The slogan, press on, has solved and always will solve the problems of the human race. Remember again that hiking trail. Your brain is automatically going to go down that well-worn path time and again as you work to create a new path. Each time you repeat an action, though, towards your desired goal and the change you want to make, you're activating the neural pathways associated with that habit, and you're deepening the pathways that strengthen that habit. So how long do we have to be persistent until a new habit is formed? Well, this can vary drastically, and there's really no magic number of days here. Habit formation depends on the person, the situation, the habit trying to be formed. Uh, You might have heard like 21 days, 30 days, 66 days, but it actually isn't as much a matter of time as it is of repetitions. If you perform your habit only once a week, it's likely going to take longer to establish than if you perform it daily or even several times a day. In general, we're programmed to change behaviors slowly. It's natural to kind of experience a valley of disappointment at first when you may not be seeing the results of your habit as quickly as you'd like or your habit being formed as quickly as you like. But Jacob Reese, who is a journalist and activist, said, When nothing seems to help, I go and look at a stonecutter hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times, without as much as a crack showing in it. Yet, at the hundred and first blow, it will split in two. And I know it was not that blow that did it, but all that had gone before. So just because you're not seeing progress or seeing the change becoming a habit doesn't mean that every time you do that action or make the change that you want, that it's not helping you towards creating a new habit. And remember, ultimately, the bottom line is that it really doesn't matter how long it takes. That leads us to the step number six, and that is to find joy in the journey. This step is going to help tremendously with staying persistent. Changing, improving, creating new habits, these are lifelong pursuits. And it's not like once you have a habit, it's there forever. Our habits and routines are constantly changing. And that's not a bad thing. Greg Anderson said, focus on the journey, not the destination. Joy is found not in finishing an activity, but in doing it. And James Clear, who's the author of Atomic Habits, says, Habits are not a finish line to be crossed. They are a lifestyle to be lived. If we think of change and habit formation as just something that's part of our life that we're just always striving to do, then we can be a lot more patient with it. We don't feel in such a hurry to get to some end point because we realize that that end point really doesn't exist. 
So those are the six steps. Let me go through them again real quick. Step number one, recognize the need for change without shame or judgment. Number two, learn whatever you need to about the change you want to make. Number three, take action. Step four, keep working on your thoughts along the way. Step five, be persistent and consistent as much as possible. And step six, find joy in the journey. I promise that you are 1000% able to create change in your life. I can't promise it will be a cakewalk or, and I can't promise that you won't want to give up at times or revert to old behaviors or patterns, probably more times than you'd like. But if you follow these six steps, I promise you can add new habits, replace or eliminate old ones, and slowly begin to improve your health and your life one small change at a time. I hope this was helpful. I am here and on your side encouraging you. I believe in you. I would love to help you along the way. If you would like any help, go to healththroughhabits.com. You can check out my programs there. I'm super close to opening up my package that in- includes private coaching. So if you'd like more personalized help, then go get on the wait list for that. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. Thanks and have a fantastic day. Hey friend, I want to personally invite you to join me and the other amazing women in my brand new private Facebook group. It's an awesome community where you can give and get encouragement as you ditch diet culture and work towards improving your health. Click on the link in the show notes to join or go to facebook.com slash groups slash finding true health. I hope to see you there.